This podcast contains graphic descriptions that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right, now, with that being said, welcome to the Mortal Musings Podcast. So we're talking about Big Lurch. Who? He was a rapper. When? In the 90s. Never heard of him. Been listening to rap since I was <clears throat> five. Never heard of Your him. Your parents were good, weren't they? Wow. So anyway, Big Lurch. That's his stage name. It's it's not his given name, in case you're well, wondering. fucking guess that. <laughs> his real name was Antron Singleton, and he was born the 15th September in 1976. Uh, he's originally from Dallas, Texas. He, he's been into rap and poetry pretty much his whole life. He started to write poetry when he was only about seven years old. So, fair folks. I bet that was good. I mean, what were you doing at seven? Uh, climbing trees for conkers, skidding about on my knees. Wiping snot in your sleeve. Yeah. So anyway, at the age of seven, <laughs> he uh, started writing poetry. And by the time he was about 15, he was starting his career as a rapper. He initially performed under the name G-Spade. You're not going to ask me what I was doing at 15? Oh, sorry, sorry. What were you doing at 15? You want to know what I was I doing at 15? I would love to know. Yeah. Uh, not a lot. Um, nothing I'd want to announce on a podcast. That was insightful. <laughs> um, poetic, some poetic. might say. <laughs> Antron would later change his stage name from G-Spade to Big Lurch. And that was a nod to the character of Lurch from The Adams Family as they shared a similar stature. Um, I bet they fucking didn't. Big Lurch was a big boy. He was about six foot six or six foot seven. Yeah. That's a big lad. Do you remember what Lurch was like? Neil, oh no, I I'm didn't. thinking of Herman Munster, where he was built like a Do you want to do the laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he was a big lad. So yeah, he went by the name Big Lurch. His career would start to take off in California and he would go on to work with rappers like E40. So big oh, name. I've heard of him. Yeah. Big name. Too short. Yeah. Yeah. And Mac Dre. Who? He's I don't a, know him. He's a rapper, mate. When? I, li- I like how you say it's like rap and hip hop, according to Neil. <laughs> Neil's guy. People who've made it. Who? By 1996, Big Lurch joined the hip hop group Cosmic Slop Shop. Who come up with that? I don't know. It's a good one though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The group released their first and only album, The Family, in 1998. Their single, Sinful, reached number 66 on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs and 18 on Hot Rap Song Chart in the US. 66? 66. So they weren't doing amazing? Well, they didn't think so because they were actually pretty disappointed um, as they had hoped their album would have been more successful. And they broke up shortly afterwards. I'm not surprised. Like, you shot me a look there, but can you tell me who's above the top 50? Anyone who's in the top 50 now? I I don't, I'm not like massive into chart music. Well, I'm not now. So what are you saying? Why are you trying to, why are you putting them down for? It's just, why would you, like, I, I know you do your research, but why is that? a point to make but they reached 66 because like they were disappointed but i mean they're still getting onto the charts they're still they're still doing something what what, where where's your debut album neil where's your single peaking 
Yeah. <laughs> if I Yeah. If I had the time to record a song um and release it, it would be higher than sixty six. See, this is a big right. fucking problem with you, right? We have is this it? no, we have this fucking discussion all the time. The amount of times you've gone like, Oh, I could do that. I could easily do that. It's like you do Usually really- right. These people have trained, like it could be anything you're saying this about. These people have put time and effort into training and learning a skill set. And you just shit all over that. <laughs> like, going, oh, I could do that. I-, I could easily do that. I'm not shitting on them. It's just shitting on their anything trade. Anything I've tried to do, anything I put my mind to. You think you're lethal at? Completed it. Mate. Anyway, Big Lurch's rap leaned into the horrorcore scene. Um, well, Wait, when I, so you went from hip hop, right? Nineties hip hop. I knew you were gonna go there in your mind. I was just about to say. So when I say horrorcore, I do not mean Marilyn Manson. No, no, no. no. I don't. Of. Do you remember some of those songs and music videos we listened to slash watched? And it was like very extreme lyrics and visuals. Cartoony. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I don't remember what the songs were like. Very intense. Like basically anything to do with murder, torture, rape, and very what, and aggressive. Is he still rapping or is it? No, no, no. I'm not saying he did that. Oh, okay. He, when I say horrorcore, I just mean a horror theme, should I say. It's not like that extreme horrorcore yeah, but type I, music. Yeah, when I hear, when, when you say horrorcore, I, I, I picture Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson style. So when even when he went to horrorcore, so he was he was was he still rapping? Yes. But, okay. Like th- this song I'm about to mention now, like I said, I did listen to it when I was researching him. I thought it was really good. Um, you I, would. I would. Yeah, I quite like horror. But in this song, he mentions Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, uh, also real life killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson. Why Charles Manson? Why not Charles Manson? He's like a massive figure in true crime. Yeah, but I wouldn't go for Charles Manson. Personally, if it had been me... I would have gone for Eddie Gein. Young Eddie. And, yeah, probably that. Uh, no, uh, uh, who were them with ice picks? What? Who were them with the ice picks? They were sticking ice picks in... Um, Toolbox killers. Them. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's who I'd go for. That's who you'd go for. Um... Well, he didn't. Anyway, so that that was just um, that was just a few lyrics of the song, which will later come back to bite him in the ass. So, on the sixteenth September in the year two thousand, while driving home from his twenty fourth birthday party, uh, Lurch was actually in a car accident. Uh, a drunk driver crashed into him, and it resulted in injuries, including a broken neck. Oh, <laughs> no, that's that's bad. It is horrific. It's really bad. Um, obviously, he was in the hospital for quite some time. That's a very severe injury. Um, but after he was released, you know, understandably, he was still struggling. He was, he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And during the documentary, Rhyme and Punishment, he did state that he started smoking PCP to numb the pain. He said he used it as anesthesia. Not the best choice. Yeah. Who 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 told him that would be a good idea? Well, I mean... Well, clearly the dealer of PCP. So on the 10th of April 2002... <laughs> on the 10th of April 2002, um, just around noon, Lurch was found naked 
wandering the streets and just staring up at the sky. Police arrested him after they were flagged down by Alyssa Allen, who had spotted Lurch. He was said to be covered in blood across his mouth and his torso. His gut? Yeah. I know where this is going then. Oh, and he's on PCP? Yeah. I know exactly where this is going. Can I make a guess? Mm. He's attacked a homeless person and tried eating him. No, but that did happen. When? That that was, um, I don't know, probably it was 10 years ago. I think it was in Florida. There was um, a case of a man high on PCP who attacked a homeless man. Yeah, because weren't it PCP? They, they said, like, if there was as a real life zombie apocalypse in any way, it, it's most likely it would be PCP related. Anytime there's been some type of an incident which tabloids will say zombie, blah, 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 whatever, it's yeah. always that. Like, it's someone who's just off their face on yeah. drugs and like PCP is, is one hell of a fucking drug yeah I say it as if I've, I've oh it was one hell of a time <laughs> smacked <laughs> off your tits so Elisa Allen went to Lurch's apartment that she knew he shared with her friend Tanisha Sayez and Tanisha's boyfriend when she went into the apartment she found Tanisha's body on the bedroom floor Elisa said quote she was cut up really really bad Tanisha had been horrifically mutilated a three-inch blade was found broken off in her left shoulder and it, 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 it gets much worse. Um, her chest had been torn open, exposing internal organs. Part of her lungs had been removed from her chest and there were teeth marks on her face as Knew well. It. Yeah? Knew it. Knew there'd be teeth marks. Weren't just going to be a stabbing. No, like it is horrific. So like I said, there were teeth marks on her face as well as her right lung appearing to have been chewed and torn. you imagine the texture of that? It, it's so bad. Like, I mean, if you were to, if you're to be the one to find a body, that's obviously traumatising, but can you imagine having to walk in and find your friend like that? Like, her like, chest had been torn open. If I, like, if I was in that situation, I hope I'm already dead to the... Yeah, When yeah. they're chewing. Yeah. That must... Uh. But we were talking about the other day to do with bears, do you remember? You were saying apparently bears, they're not going to kill a person. It's, and the, then, it's one of the worst animals to get older because you will be alive while they're They paralyze you. you first. They break your back or something. Yeah, so the power of them, yeah, they'll paralyze you. And even if you're not paralyzed, though, you're not getting away. Yeah. And yeah, they'll, they'll chew away at you. Yeah. So you'll still be alive. Tanisha was only 21 years old and she was also a mother of two children. So she was only just starting her life, really, you know. Um, And it's very sad, you know, because two kids left without a mother. Her boyfriend confirmed that both he and Lurch had taken PCP the night before the murder. Um, And I wonder about that because I don't really know anything about PCP other than don't fucking touch it. Okay. I wonder how long it stays in your system. He said the night before the murder. Does that mean like the early hours he had committed the murder? Or, no, I you think know. PCP is one of them where someone could take it on the Friday night and they're still feeling it the Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's one of them where you're still feeling it days after. Yeah, again, just stay the fuck away from PCP. It's no good. So after he'd been arrested, uh, a medical examination um, was performed on Lurch, and it found human flesh in his stomach that was not his own. During the trial, Lurch's attorney, Milton Grimes, uh, he was also Rodney King's attorney as well, uh, and he said that he 
that Lurch was in a psychotic state. Oh, God. <laughs> it just popped into my head. <laughs> that episode of My Wife and Kids where he says, eventually they, they stop beating Rodney King. King. <laughs> I'll do the line again, yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> During the trial, Lurch's attorney, Milton Grimes, who was also Rodney King's attorney, uh, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Okay. During the trial, Lurch's attorney, Milton Grimes, who was actually also Rodney King's attorney, said that Lurch was in a psychotic state due to the ingestion of PCP previously. A psychiatrist testified that Lurch was mentally impaired during the crime by the use of drugs. This argument was challenged by the deputy district attorney who argued that under state law, a defendant cannot plead insanity if the mental illness is caused by drug addiction or drug use. I knew that. Well, you should have fucking been there to give him a hand. My God. I didn't know that. The judge agreed and ruled that Lurch was sane at the time of the murder. They also brought up one of his songs the one I told you about previously that I did it to you. Yeah. Which, you know, they, they always do this. If someone if someone has any kind of interest in something darker or whatever, you know, they're gonna try and twist it and make it seem a certain way. You know, like we, we were saying about how Marilyn Manson, the way he was... Oh, he took a lot of shit. He was a scapegoat for everything. He took a lot of shit. Everything. Like, but yeah, like, I mean, it's just fucking dumb, but that's, that's what happens. Do you know who never took any shit, though? Mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne? No. He bit a bat's head off. <clears throat> yeah, but did he actually, though? I bet he fucking did, because he'd have probably been on PCP. You're on everything oh, he was else. on everything, yeah. <laughs> so Lurch was convicted of murder uh, and aggravated mayhem. And on the 7th of November 2003, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. In 2003, Tanisha's mother, Carolyn Stinson, filed a wrongful death lawsuit she claimed that Lurch's record label provided him with drugs to, quote, encourage him to act out in an extreme violent manner so as to make him more marketable as a gangster rap artist. Um, I did read as well that Death Row Records were listed in this lawsuit and they're basically like, the fuck you do? We've got nothing to do with this. Yeah. So that was like, I, I don't know where that happened. And, like, and I, was a big, I, I, I was a big fan. Of Defo record. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. So Lurch has said that he was set up. Um he Well it doesn't look good for him. No, it doesn't. He was doesn't. on PCP. It he, it go on. He was on PCP. Yeah. He had human flesh in his guts, what one is, and is admitted to have been there. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> Uh, well, well, we're going to get into it a bit and kind of, you can see why there's a little bit of doubt around it. So, Tanisha's mother believes the murder was committed by Tanisha's boyfriend because she was planning on leaving him. Um, she won's man then. Well, that's what her mother believes because it was an abusive relationship. Right. She was about to get out. In the Rhyme and Punishment documentary, both Lurch and Carolyn expressed doubts about how the murder had actually happened. They talked about the prints that were obtained from the scene and they were not his prints. Mm. Didn't match Lurch. Teeth marks, same thing. There was teeth marks, but did not match him. Uh, Lurch said himself that there were guns and drugs in the house. But by the time police actually arrived and searched the house, guns and drugs were both gone. Why were they moved? Right. Yeah. But as well as that, so does that mean there was a third person there? Because... 
they were both off the tits on PCP. There was so they wouldn't be in the right frame of mind to be thinking we need to move the drugs and the weapons. Exactly, like this is the whole thing. They they believe it was a setup. He he was just the he was basically just sold out. Yeah. So Tanisha's mother has talked about PCP that was supposedly consumed that night, saying that the amount that was found in Tanisha's system was so high. It was more like that someone had fed it to her rather than her smoking it herself. It just wouldn't have been possible for her to consume that amount. Okay. Oh, and, and you saying about who was there. So there was Lurch, Tanisha and her boyfriend. Um, yeah, but I think this is someone else. Yeah, no, I think there might have been other people, but that's like what it's kind of focused on. The The two guys admit they'd taken and then obviously we know Tanisha was there. You know, mm. that's where she was found. So as for how much blood was that was on him at the time of arrest... It was a very small amount compared to how gruesome the murder was. If, if he was supposed to have ripped open her chest, yeah, um, removed organs, been eating organs, how is that he can only have a small bit across his chest and across his mouth? You know, that'd be very, it's a very small amount compared. But again, like the photo of him after his arrest, you know, obviously that's sometimes passed since then, but it's still, it's still a little bit off. Hmm. Um, Lurch also raised concerns over the fact that Grimes had him plead insanity. As an attorney, Grimes should have known that in California you cannot use insanity plea if there was drug use. So it's a bit sus that your attorney would tell you to do that. Yeah. It, do, it does seem like a bit of a setup. Uh, not to mention that his record label released his album featuring that song without his permission while he was in prison. And... The album artwork depicts Big Lurch holding a skull on a platter. So they really, really tried to lean in to this whole image. So again, yeah. that's going back to what Tanisha's mother stated in her wrongful death lawsuit. Yeah. It's pretty kind of, it's pretty bang on. Uh, as for as for Big Lurch, he's still in prison and he's still maintaining that he did not do this. He's He's not saying he didn't have involvement. He's aware... You know, while he was high, he doesn't know what was going on. Didn't know what happened exactly. Yeah. He does not believe he committed the murder. He believes he was set up. Um, Carolyn has said she forgives Lurch. She has actually visited him in prison, and she believes he should get a new trial. And is there any hope of a new trial? I really don't know. Um, I think there should be. Like just for the evidence alone, it weren't his bite marks. Yeah. That how is there not another trial? Yeah, there, there's so many little things about this where it's like, I think and, we could and look into look. one's man. Yeah, but um, that's that's the case of Big Lurch. Well, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, I did notice during that episode, I kept saying was Big Lurch was. Is he dead? He's not dead. He's still very much alive. So I apologize for that. I don't know why I was doing that. I think it was maybe just because I was telling a story back that I kept saying was was yeah. No, no, he's he's still kicking. That's the first episode. Yeah. So. But just so you know, he, he's still going. But anyway, um, what we're thinking of doing at the end of each episode, hopefully, is a segment um called Oddities. And that's basically going to be just, whether it's a dark story or maybe something funny we've come across, just to add that in at the end, just to... um Lighten the load. Well, maybe not lighten it, because it could be something very dark, but just something different, just to take your mind off of, you know, having been so in-depth. In yeah. someone's situation, someone on liver, murderation of the situation. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about Overton Bridge. 
you, yeah, no, you, you look a little bit confused, but you do know it. You've definitely heard of it. Okay. And Overton Bridge was built in 1895 and it's located in Dumbarton, Scotland. Dogs? Yes. Okay. Uh, it stands about 50 foot high and like you said, there's, there's no other way to say it. Dogs just keep uh, committing suicide. Yeah. They keep just yeeting themselves off of it <laughs> for some reason. Um, on an article on HowStuffWorks.com, <laughs> they stated, quote, some reports set the number of flying furballs in the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> One story alleges that a dog jumped off the bridge, survived, ran back up <laughs> and jumped off again. Yeah. <laughs> now, this dog clearly had a fucking death wish. Okay, I don't know what was going on there. Animal behaviorist Dave Sands believes that the reason the dogs are jumping is because they've caught the scent of a wild animal and they're just like fucking nose diving off of it. Yeah. Which, you know, it's definitely a plausible uh, reason, but it is weird they just keep launching themselves over the fucking edge of it. Like, what? Not every dog is going to do that, surely. Like, do you know what they could do? Mm-hmm. Don't clear the corpses. So then other dogs will go on the bridge, look down and go, oh shit, I'm not jumping off that. I did actually watch, it was um, it's these two guys, Scottish guys, and they travelled up to have a look at the bridge, and you know, and they did this little scene. So basically they're like, you know, if uh, you've got children in the room, ask them to leave now, yeah. right? <laughs> they took a shot from below the bridge, right? And you just see this fucking like stuffed dog, little teddy, just flung off the fucking edge. <laughs> But uh, like on the more serious side of things, like obviously this is an issue and it is actually, if you were to look at it from a certain angle, like a lower angle yeah, from, you know, what a dog would be more likely to see, it actually does look kind of like it's flat. It does kind of look like the, the bank further on kind of looks as if they were to climb up and jump over it. So it's kind of like they're jumping up to climb over and it's too fucking late and they go over the edge. Why are they just um, chicken wire it? I don't know, like, you think they do something about it at this stage. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's um, probably the most likely reason is, you know, the smell of a wild animal or they just didn't actually realise from that angle. Yeah. Now, getting into the kind of more woo-woo side of it, there's also believed to be a ghost that hangs around there that is causing dogs to do this. It's like speaking to dogs and telling them, you, you got to hoof yourself off there. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but uh, there you go. That's Overton Bridge. Oh, insightful. Thank you for listening to the Mortal Musings Podcast. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and hearing extra content, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mortal Musings Podcast. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Mortal Musings Podcast or email us at Mortal Musings Podcast at gmail.com. Mortal Musings.